I, I don't fully believe that. Well, I don't think you necessarily need a reward for for a habit. In today's episode, we have a recurring guest. We have the guest before also, who is very fond of experimenting lots of things in their life. Let's welcome Biju Sukumaran, an award-winning American writer based on Houston, Texas. After working on a series of electric jobs in the U.S., he moved to Asia and contributed various online publications and print magazines like CNN, The Dallas Morning News, GQ, National Geographic Traveler, and many more. In this podcast, we'll talk about habit, the psychology, science, and human behavior on creating and breaking a habit. Let's welcome Biju Sukumaran. So how we are how you are doing? I'm good. You know, it's uh it's been a hard year, like it has for everyone. But yeah, doing doing well. Do you know, traveling now? No, just staying put, just keeping quiet. So. <laughs> oh, so do you have any bad habits? So many people have bad habits. Um. Yeah. I mean. my entire life i've had bad habits um i think right now what i've been trying to do is break bad ones and uh form new good habits there's so many good habits that everyone says you should have uh but they don't tell you how to do it so for example uh, um, tell me a bad habit that you converted into a good habit uh so recently I did not have a good sleeping schedule. Uh, I would stay up really late at night. I'd wake up the next morning. I would be tired. Um, so, for many years, I've been trying to fix that, uh, both to get good habits or good sleep, uh, but also to um, be a morning person to try to become a morning person. So, I'm I'm also trying that, but. Uh... it's not working for me it's very difficult yes um i for me the first thing i did was try to improve just the sleep quality that i have um that's the first thing and that took me a long time and a lot of experimentation um but to become a morning person i feel the most important thing is what you do the day before not what you do necessarily that morning Yes. Uh so the day before one thing that really helped was going out into the sunlight for 30 minutes. Mm. Um that improves sleep. There's been studies that show it improves sleep. Uh but for me it made me more tired at night. So when I went to bed I was just instantly uh pretty very very quickly I went fell asleep. Um the second thing that I did was just start a timer. uh just an alarm uh to start the process of getting to bed um most people they want to do a a nighttime ritual before bed but the way habits work isn't like that um habits work by having a trigger and then a response 
So remembering to do something before bed is not the best way to form a habit. Uh, so having something that you can make as a trigger uh, before you do all the things you want to get to bed is much better. For me, the best thing to do is just set an alarm. Um, so after that alarm goes, you know, I have various things to just relax and calm down. But by fixing those things, it was very easy for me to just start getting up um, earlier in the morning. I, I'm not one of those people that wakes up at 6 a.m. or anything like this. But, you know, my goal wasn't that. My goal was to effortlessly get up with enough sleep um, whenever I want. So like, let's, you know, usually I get up and around a little before 8 a.m. I have never been able to do that um, without it being a struggle. And I think that when you make your habits really good, when you engineer them correctly, um, it will feel um, much easier. It'll feel almost like effortless because you've done all the work before. So on the day one, how does it feel when you wake up earlier? Um, it feels weird. Um, it feels like, it feels almost like I can't believe that this is happening to me. Why? So, Why? Uh, because I've never been able to do it. Um, if I usually when I get up early in the morning, it's uh, because I force myself to get up. Uh, I have an alarm, you know, I have a deadline. I'm like, I haven't slept very well. And I force myself to, get, to, to go and get up. Um, but now it's sort of effort, like I have the time. So it's, it's really, it's really relaxing to get up. Um, so that's a very big difference. And this is, this is not just one day or two day. This is like consistently across time for several months um, because anyone can randomly wake up refreshed in one day. But the mark of a morning person is someone who naturally does it all the time. Oh, so how many, how many days you put on acquiring that habit, like waking up early? So when I started, I do four to five days, then um, then I go off drag, then I continuously uh, do that also, but uh, that's not uh, feeling great or uh, on the next day, I'm not uh, feeling productive also. So I try to get enough sleep and wake up on, uh, on the right time that uh, is suitable for me. How many days you um, uh, you put on uh, acquiring a habit, like uh, sleeping, uh, well, all, waking up? Well, well, all I think all habits, I think it's important to understand a habit is just a shortcut in the mind. You do something... Uh, you know, you have a trigger and then you have a response. You do it enough times and it will eventually become automatic. So it'll kind of just happen on its own. So the research shows that on average, it takes 66 days to form a habit. That's what the research says. Um, and if you look at the research paper, 
there was a wild difference between simple habits and more complex habits. Simple habits took like 18 days to form. Complex yep. habits took all, like an estimated of like 250 plus days to form. Please say one uh, example of both of these, like a simple habit and a complex. So the study, the research study used um, drinking a glass of water in the morning as a simple habit. Okay. Um, and, and then for the complex habit, I believe it was uh, like running, running every day. Okay. Um, but I have found that if you do certain things to simplify the habit formation process, certain techniques, it shortens the time and makes it more consistent and uh, more assured that it will happen. And the time kind of condenses down. So that's for a habit that's done once a day. I'm here to announce you something exciting. The backlog of Sobhagya, our weekly newsletter where I will share the thoughts of greatest mind including your favorite one. Exploring new innovative tools to get excited every day. Books and quotes worth reading and sharing. With a very specific topic I haven't talked about before with a life-changing question with it. Just go to saubhagya.substack.com It's saubhagya.substack.com S-O-U-B-H-A-G-Y-A dot substack S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K dot com or you can find the link in the description to explore the newsletter and get into your email box every Sunday. Thank you and enjoy the episode. So what are the techniques that we can use to shorten the amount of time to acquire a habit? Yeah, so the first one, I would say there's about, uh, I think, four big ones. Uh, the first one is to find a very clear trigger. Uh, and how, one... how someone can find a clear trigger? Like, a, let's uh, say simple habit. Uh, drinking sure. one glass of water every morning. How someone can trigger themselves to drink the water? So that's a really good example because um, you want your, ha your trigger to be something that you naturally do all the time or that naturally happens to you. So for that one, there's a very easy trigger, which is as soon as you get out of bed, everyone gets out of bed. So that's a very good trigger. Um, the, the key point is to make the trigger and the response as close together as possible. So, you know, instead of getting to going to, uh, you know, get up in the morning, and you, I don't know, read the paper and oh. you, you know, drink some tea, you know, all this stuff is not close. You know, it has to be get out of bed immediately, drink the go drink a glass of water. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people have problems with this because most people, when they build a habit, don't really think, okay, what's a trigger? What's a clear trigger? Um, so it can also be something that you do every day. You know, maybe you, you know, you eat lunch every day. Most people eat lunch every day. So that's a great trigger. 
Um, alarms can be a good trigger if you are consistent about, you know, ha having it every day and all this stuff. So, yeah, that's that's probably one of the big ones. That's probably the first big um, techniques. Technique, yeah, it's very simple, but most people don't do it very well. Uh, other habits like uh, other techniques. Sure. Uh, another good one is to start incredibly small. Tiny um, habits. Yeah, tiny. Exactly. Tiny habits. So um, let's say you want to go running. Uh, and you have a let's say your trigger is as soon as I get out of bed, I will go for a run. Well, if your run is, you know, five miles, 20 miles, 30 miles, something like this, right? It's not going to, you know, you might be able to do it the first day or the second day, but on the third week. How someone can uh, do it on consistent basis? On so so if, you, if you keep it very small, like if your habit instead is uh, walking uh, around the block. Oh or around the building, you know, or even something small, like going, just going out the door with your shoes on, right? You get the running shoes on or, you know, whatever you're doing for the running mm -hmm. habit. Let's say you have running shoes, put the running shoes on, walk out the door, done. Right. Yes. Do just that um, until the habit is completely set. Uh, and you will bypass all the problems you have on week three. Uh, and then from there, at that point, then you can grow it. How someone can uh, grow it? Well, I think there's a couple of ways. One is to just do it gradually. Instead of walking out the door and coming back in, you can go out the door, walk around the block, then come back in. So that's gradual. Um, there are in some cases, let's say for meditation meditation is a good example where you want to grow a habit you want to go for longer and longer times um i what i would say is you you'll naturally grow you know you'll naturally grow it um but to then switch right so uh you know instead of let's say you grow the habit to 20 minutes of med you started with one minute of meditation you naturally grow it to let's say 20 minutes of meditation after that point if you drop it to 15 of one type of meditation 15 of another 15 of another mm. it's going to feel pretty effortless because you're you're shifting focus oh. um so suddenly you can it's very easy to go from 15 minutes of meditation to 45 um if you start to switch focus so that's that's one way um, there is, there are some other ways, um, you can join a program, you know, a challenge mm. 30 days of meditating for an hour. Um, there's so many challenges on the internet that have, uh, you know, complete, you have all sorts of systems at play, like uh, gamification or social, social stuff to help you stick to it for a short amount of time. But the dangerous part is you need to have the habit established in the first place. Okay. So those are those are some ways to 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 grow a habit. I uh, can grow a habit. I can give you an example of uh, people also like uh, when I started exercising, I uh, do it on one one to two days, then I quit. 
then yeah. on the latter days like third or fourth days i told my friend to wake up me and uh, we will do it together like exercising so then i started doing exercise like a uh, on on the day i am recording like this uh, it's the 37th or 38th day uh, like we both are exercising together so um, he is uh, encouraging me to exercise and he wake up me to exercise also yeah i think that's a really good way to do it the unfortunate thing is that what if he's not there oh yes then you have a big problem right so mm -hmm. to me uh a better way is to first just establish the habit on your own um just make it so that you know at, let's say as as soon as you wake up in the morning it's automatic that you go and exercise but only exercise for a minute. Then on day, whatever, when it becomes a habit, let's say it's 66 days, let's say it's the average. If you're still doing it, then you're making that shortcut in your mind uh, so that it's automatic just because of you. It, it doesn't rely on anyone else. So okay. I think that's a very, very strong way uh, to form a habit. To form, uh, to forming a habit, uh, on a book called the power of habit, we have a technique called a uh, habit loop. Yes. I I think you do you believe uh, you believe on a habit uh, habit loop, like a cue, craving, response, and reward. Those are the four stages of uh, creating and building a habit. Sure. So how, uh, tell me an example and how someone can uh, do that four step and acquire the habit. I, I don't fully believe that. What? I don't think you necessarily need a reward for, for a habit. Uh, I think it helps, but I think that really it's about the the cue and the, what does he say? Cue and response, right? Cue, craving. Craving. Uh, he does. Uh, power of habit does not. Power have, of, uh, that's uh, atomic habit. That's atomic habits. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that um, that's an okay kind of uh, model. Um, but if you look at the research, you don't need a reward necessarily uh, to have a habit. Because the um, reward uh, gives us a, um, a motivation to do one thing. Like yeah. when you get an reward, like a medal, we are right. and want to do more of that. So how someone can uh, what what are your thought on a reward? Um, I think there's some cases where reward, uh, you're not going to get one. You know, like if I uh, floss my teeth, you know, um. Mm. I, I don't, I'm not going to get a reward, really. I mean, mm -hmm. I know he says, ah, you have the feeling of clean teeth. Uh, clean teeth. Charles Duhigg in Power ah. of Habit says that. But, I, you know, when I do it, I, I don't really get that feel, uh, that feeling of, wow, I flossed my teeth. And I think there's a lot of things in life where it's hard to find those rewards. 
I mean, not all of that, not all the time, but I think it's very hard to find those rewards sometimes. So, um, you know, I think we make habits out of so many things in our lives uh, that don't necessarily have a clear reward. So while I think it's good to have one, um, I think that by making the habit tiny, you kind of bypass that need. But do because you if it's, really tiny, if it's really tiny, you know, if I sit there and I say, I'm going to meditate for one, one minute, one second, you know, 20 seconds, let's say. Yes. Um, it, it's not that if you set up the trigger and all of these things correctly, all these different techniques, four techniques, mm. um, the habit will come on its own. Mm. So the times where it's difficult to do the habit, you're going to sit there and go, oh, it's only 20, it's only 20 seconds. Not a big deal. So what are your thoughts on other like a cue craving response? Um, my model is a little bit more extensive. And I think it's more to do with um, it really comes into play with uh, breaking habits. So that's a little bit oh. more complicated. So uh, I think the 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 model that I use that I've created. You said on your website also. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on the website as well. Um, but so I have a queue. Uh, I have actually before that I have an intention, uh, which is a very important. You know, that's the that's how, that's one of the things you need to use. One of the mm -hmm. techniques for forming a habit. But you have an intention first. You have a queue. You have an urge, which is what Atomic Habits talks about or craving. Mm -hmm. uh, you have the start of the habit. And then you have the load. The load is how big or small it is. If you're running 30 miles or, you know, one mile. Uh, and then you have an end. You have an end or a transition to the next habit if you're habit stacking. Yeah, you are saying the anatomy of habit. Intention. Yeah, the anatomy of habit. Right. Intention, cue, urge, start, load, end or transition. Yeah. If someone... Mm, Interested, then you can check the website also, signsofselfhelp.org. Yeah. So tell me an uh, example of uh, applying all those six uh, things and uh, how someone can build that. Um, so, to con well, I mean, I think a part of it is, you know, using these techniques. So I mentioned an, an, a, a clear trigger, setting a clear trigger. So that's what I mean here with an intention. Intention. Right? So to, to really sort of formalize it and say, as soon as I wake up in the morning or as soon as I get up out of bed, then I will drink a glass of water or then I will, um, you know, run around the block. Um, the cue is built into that, right? The cue is getting out of bed. Um, there is an urge to do it. It's a very, very small moment um, where that occurs. Uh, and that urge becomes really, uh, becomes really important when you're breaking habits. Yes. Um, because usually when habits form, the cue, the urge, and the start start compressing. They become more and more close together, and they become more and more automatic. Then load and transition. End or transition. Then, you can end 
और ट्रांजिशन ऑन द इंटरनल फॉर द लोड रियली रियली क्विक द लोड इज द टाइनी हैबिट राइट दैट्स दैट्स व्हाट द लोड इज दैट्स द टेक्निक फॉर यूजिंग दैट गो अहेड अबाउट द ट्रांजिशन ऑन द इंटेंशन यू आर सेटिंग अ माइंडसेट टू डू अ हैबिट द माइंडसेट टू डू दैट हैबिट राइट या ओके on the on your website i am seeing a uh, uh, daily logs uh, on your website how does yeah. that uh, come to mind to record your specific day well that's another technique so at first we mentioned uh, uh intention or i'm sorry um, uh, trigger trigger right? the, the second thing habits. Was, habits the third is recording And I think recording is a really, really important thing. Anything that we like observe, um, we're like more general, like, journaling. Yeah, I mean, the first thing is like journaling, but for habits, recording can also be measuring them. Um, there is a scale to measure the strength of your habit. Uh, it's called the self-report habit index. It's used by researchers to study habit formation. Okay. So so the importance of that is to know when when is it time to move on? Um when do you know your habit is created and done so that you can grow it? Uh if you don't measure it it's very difficult to know because you know most of the time we have no idea. You know we'll sit there and say on day you know day 10 we'll say oh I have a habit. No you don't. You probably don't have a habit on day 10. You are um... keeping keeping the record daily or eventually like uh, i do it daily um but for the for the uh index for the for the actual number i do it daily until i get a full habit and then i stop oh yeah okay right so like in the morning i'll say okay this is what i've done this is what i have not done this is what i need to work on uh but privately i have my own uh spreadsheet uh okay. google spreadsheet where i have um the actual scales uh and with that i'll i'll do that you know again daily uh but then i'll i'll end up gra- graphing it i'll actually graph the habits how uh, that help you to form a habit or anything you i think you mentioned 7 or 80 things no you recording a seven or i'm sorry seven or eight seven or eight things you are recording on the on your daily log yes yeah but i'm saying privately uh what i'll do is i'll actually record the scale do, do you follow what i mean by the scale 1 to 10 scale or something no no, no. there's actually a formal scale um for measuring the strength of your habit tell me about this more so okay so uh, you know in in i think the early 2000s there was a researcher uh two researchers that came up with the definition of what a habit is and how to measure it yes. right so the problem is that old me- ways of measuring habits were not very good they were very very crude Uh, and they only worked in certain cases so to define a habit they basically researched everything 
discovered that a habit is a series of different things, you know, different things. It's length of time. It's how close it is to your identity. Uh, it's how weird it is not doing it. And it's how automatic it becomes, right? Oh. So they created uh, a questionnaire uh, and it goes from, I believe it's seven to 82 points. And if you're at 70, you have a habit. So later on researchers, um, there was a researcher, this, this is probably the most important document done on habits or productivity ever. Um, she asked the question, how long does it take to form a habit? And she used their scale, right? How, how do you know when drinking a glass of water, it's 18 days versus running is 250 days. You have to have a scale to do that. And you have to have a scale to come up with an average of 66 days. So she used the scale. Oh. So that's what I use for all my habits, right? Because that's the only way you can know when to move on. And it's also a really good way to figure out, um, you know, if you were graphing it, um, uh, to figure out like the mathematics of it, what affects it, and all these different things. So for me personally, what I do is I like to graph things. I like to see the, the patterns and things. Um, so when I start a habit, I always record it with the, the scale. And then when it hits, you know, a certain point, I'll go, okay, I'm done. It's a fully formed habit. Now I can move on and grow it. How does that scale look like? Uh, um, it's a it's a questionnaire. It's a series of questions. Uh, yes, it's a series. I'm I can't, I can't remember how many questions exactly right now, but it is. Let's see. It's twelve questions, and the twelve questions, the twelve questions are scaled from one to seven. All right, see, so yeah, one to seven, I believe. Yeah, one to seven. And uh, one is, you know, you strongly disagree. So, like, I do this task automatically. You know, if you're starting, it's probably one, right? Uh, but if you've become, if, if, if it's become automatic, uh, it's probably seven. And I think that's a really important thing because most people think a habit is simply something you do for a long period of time. That's not true. You can do something for a very long period of time, but it could still not be a habit, right? A habit has to be automatic. That's the beauty of a habit because the more automatic it is, the more effortless it is. You don't have to think about it. So you don't have to expend energy forcing yourself to do it. I believe on the scale, you can see uh, your habit uh, are automated or not, I think. Yeah, and there's other questions, right? There's 12 questions. So it hits all the different points. Is it more a part of your identity? Is it part of your daily routine? Um, I find it hard not to do. Uh, I've been doing it for a long time. You know, it's, 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 it's very thorough. Uh, and they tested to make sure that it has what they call strong test retest value. That is, if you are taking the test multiple times, um, will you get consistent results? And they found out that you you did, you got consistent results. Um, so that's basically the habit scale. 
how you correlate a habit and success and what and success and success yes that's a good question i think that um in order to be successful at anything do you really where not, where it's not luck where it's not luck um you you need to you need to be consistent and there i don't think there's any better way than through habits to be consistent okay on anatomic habit on the book there is a philosophy or technique or you can say that a one percent better on every day how someone can believe or think of getting one percent better or how someone can know that i am getting one percent better every day well i don't think it's a <laughs> i don't think it's a mathematical thing uh, i think the philosophy is more just to uh, focus on small amounts of, of improvement rather than being overwhelmed by, you know, I have to be a millionaire tomorrow. <laughs> you know, no one's going to get started uh, if they have that. So oh. that's, that's what I think he means. Do you really think that uh, people change, changes their life by changing their habits? and uh, they are living yeah absolutely i mean i think i think it goes both ways you can absolutely ruin your life with bad habits and you can absolutely make them better uh with good habits and you know for me this is a personal thing right um i think i've changed my life significantly um in so many different ways by like making good habits um, like for me, I suffer from everything that productivity says to do. I have generally in the Probably. past done the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so, so like you think about um, what does everyone say? They say, get up early in the morning. And I didn't do that. Uh, you know, be happy. I'm, I suffer from depression and anxiety. Um you know, all of these little things, all, uh, uh, plan I have my planner here, right? I'm horrible at planning my entire life. I've never really planned. You know, everything that you can think of. How do you um, plan? That's a, that's another, <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> um, we'll, I, do um, we'll do that. Yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah. I guess my point is that, uh, you know, I started a meditation habit of a few seconds a day. It's been almost eight years of daily meditation. Um, that has significantly improved, um, you know, my happiness, my anxiety, my relationships, uh, you know, everything that's, that's changed so much, um, you know, with planning that's helped with, uh, you know, like, these things take time. And if you can harness the power of doing it, you know, things daily or, or almost daily, you know, consistently across time, then what greater power is there? I don't know if there's anything greater uh, because it accrues. It has a compound interest. I don't think I have uh, enough question. Okay. Well, Thank I can, you. I can talk if you want. 
<laughs> is that okay or okay so i you know i mentioned that there's four keys to uh techniques for making a good habit so i mentioned uh a trigger i mentioned um tiny habits tiny habits i mentioned what's the third one ah recording recording uh the fourth one is really interesting and i think it's also something that most people don't do um it's called mental contrasting what is, what, what what is mental con contrast yeah uh so what it is is it's making sure you are not just optimistic but also pessimistic in your planning so you need to be able to brainstorm and think of anything that could go wrong and then plan for it like so for example let's say you hate going outside in the rain let's just say like i hate that i hate the rain right i hate getting i hate going outside when it's raining if i'm starting a running habit and it rains on day uh you know eight, it rains i'm probably not going to go outside and run but i know that's going to happen so a part of proper planning is to get an umbrella or a rain jacket or whatever you know you have to plan in advance that's um, a good thing so, yeah that's a really good thing so let me just give you an example um of how to form a basic habit let's say you're starting a running habit really just a simple running habit um first thing what i would do is get a spreadsheet on google or you know or on a you know a regular physical book uh and write down at the top the clear trigger that you thought you've thought of so let's say a clear trigger is as soon as i wake up and get out of bed i will go running right so the important thing is and run. i'm sorry put my shoes and start running yes and that's a good point that's a really good point because you want it as clear and precise as possible uh so you shouldn't say i will run in the morning okay it's better to say exactly what you did make it even more precise as soon as i get up i as soon as i get out of bed i will put on my shoes and okay. whatever the second thing i would say is what is your tiny habit okay i will get out of bed i'll put on my shoes and walk around the building right like once mm. right uh third uh what could possibly go wrong you know that you know you you know that things can go wrong so mm. obviously running okay so first thing on the to-do list okay i need to get my umbrella i need to get my uh raincoat i need to get my my ja rain raincoat my rain jacket mm. um and then uh then you're ready you're, you're ready and then the first day you do the smallest amount that thing going around the block whatever is the most easiest you do that and you record it and then wait for longer than you think you should most people they get impatient they say okay i've i've walked around the block i'm ready to run a mile no 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 you're not ready yet to run a mile just hold on just wait until it becomes an automatic habit very very strong habit where when you wake up in the morning you don't even think you're out, you're out the door before you even start thinking 
The average is 66 days, but as you do all of these techniques, it gets much, much shorter. Nowadays, my habits usually take like 20 days, right? Mm -hmm. That's how you form a habit that has all of the different techniques um, for forming a habit. And I think that's really important because most of us, we were never taught this. <laughs> so we have so many things that we want to do that we desperately want to do, but you know, day four comes around and you it just disappears. Um, or you slept uh, late and wake up late. Yeah. So this is interesting because if you do it this way, it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel really weird, but it will also feel effortless. And that's the weird thing about it. My mother, so I taught my mom uh, meditation and I told, told her to do all this stuff. Meditation is something she's always wanted to do. Uh, and she came to me and she said, she did all the steps. She came to me and said, but I'm not a meditator. You know, I said, you're a meditator. I'm not a meditator. And I go, how long have you been meditating? And she just did this. She just looked inside. She goes, it's been a year. And I go, yeah. She goes, but it didn't feel difficult. And I go, good. <laughs> so I think that I think that we think of engineering. Um, you know, when we think of engineering, we think efficiency, right? But we don't think about that when it comes to our personal life, like and and productivity. Um, we think productivity needs to be like, you know, it must be difficult and really difficult to do. But if you have a system that's well-engineered, that's really good, it's going to feel um, much easier and it's going to be more likely to work. You know, you don't want a car where you have to go out the back and push. <laughs> you don't want a car where you turn the ignition and, you know, five out of 10 times, it doesn't, it doesn't you know, start. start. Right. So that's what a really good productive system should be. And it turns out all these things are backed by science. So that's an amazing thing. So we can wrap this podcast. So thanks for sharing all those informations. And uh, yeah. hope we see together on later episodes. Yeah, absolutely. We have to. We have to at least do one on planning and maybe, maybe even one on how to meditation. Oh, hey, yeah. Meditation. Too. Meditation, yeah. sleep, planning. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's do three podcasts on three hey, different days. No problem. Okay. So thanks okay. for being on the podcast on the yeah, second time. You. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for uh, sharing lots of information about yourself, about habit, all those things. And, uh, you know, if you want to read more, you can find me at, as you said, scienceofselfhelp.org and with the same handle, Science of Self Help for uh, Reddit and Instagram, yeah. Thanks for making the end. Appreciated your effort and time. Please get a five-star review and follow on this app right now. And one thing, just check the newsletter, it's sobhagya.substack.com, S-O-U-B-H-A-G-Y-A dot substack, S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K dot com. Until next time, 